It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fired it up on a Wednesday, locked on Cardinals, feeling the flow after the Phoenix Suns dominated the Milwaukee Bucks last night. And also, we're coming off a fun show yesterday with Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers. Oh, it's got me thinking about draft season. Of course, fantasy draft season. Couple juicy nuggets. You got to check out yesterday's show with Jason Moore. YouTube, hit it up, locked on Cardinals. Apple Podcasts, locked on Arizona Cardinals. Find us wherever you find podcasts. Bo Brock, follow me on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Follow my co-host Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. Today's podcast, it's brought to you by Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting Nudes provides you with the edge you need in fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football. Every single day. It's a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team Never fails. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy, where you find podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Apple Podcast. Alex, I think we might have watched Larry Fitzgerald, at least I did, his next career begin yesterday. We'll get into that. We'll talk about uh, what Fitz was up to. Also, um, J.J. Watt has an interesting... Um, I don't know. He, he's he's got a good problem to have, but um, I, it's not going to endear him to his new fan base. And then we're gonna. It's list season. Like it's officially list season. Like we've seen some crazy lists up into this point, but like this is the slow season. This is when you see the arrests skyrocket. This is when like there's just not a whole lot going on as far as the NFL, and they're just gonna churn out lists. Like it used to be Mount Rushmore season during sports talk radio, but this is just. It's list season. It's silly list season. Yeah, and finally, we're going to get to one that bounced the Cardinals away. I, I do want to <laughs> jump into the J.J. Watt thing really quickly. Okay. Um, so, obviously, he went to school in Wisconsin. Um, I believe he's from Wisconsin. I Correct. Don't quote me on that. I don't, I, don't, I don't know his Wikipedia page up and down. Um, and now he lives in Phoenix, and the Phoenix Suns and Bucks are playing in the finals. Can I just say one thing quickly, though? Um, we, I played basketball my whole life. Um, Coach Budenholzer, if you're watching, as I'm sure you are, let Drew Holiday play point guard if you want to win. Giannis isn't a point guard. Maybe have people facilitate for Giannis and don't just put Drew Holiday in the corner like Kevin Love was with LeBron. Just just an idea. Hmm. I know I, football. I get it. But do that, and you have a better chance of winning the series. As Suns fans, you know we hope that he doesn't do that, but that's the way to get to it. Now, J.J. Watt, I mean, Bo, you know he's like a referee. You know refs growing up had favorite teams. <laughs> We don't know what their homes look like. We don't know if they have pendants. Like if Scott Foster has just a Chris Paul fathead all across his, you know, all across his place. We don't know. So we're never going to know who JJ Watt's rooting for. He's going to say the Suns, but we're never going to. And he was going to say the Rockets when he was playing for the Houston Texans. And yeah. but look, I mean, I, I don't know. Unless he he was a bandwagon, and we see a lot of like LeBron James wasn't a an Ohio sports fan growing up. He w- he pretty much was a front runner. He was Yankees and in uh, Lakers and all those, you know, obviously the popular team. So it was like Bryce Harper in Major League Baseball. Like he likes all the teams I hate, basically. He likes the Lakers. He likes the Yankees. He likes the Detroit Red Wings, I'm sure, of the NHL. Uh, but look, J.J. Watt seems to be, like if he's rooting for the Bucks, 
I understand that. I really do get it because he, he did grow up in Wisconsin. He went to the University of Wisconsin. He was a guy that, uh, like, if he wants to be loyal to the state he grew up in and the team that he watched, I, I don't know if he was watching uh, Glenn Big Dog Robinson play back in the day. I don't, I don't know. You have to look back at some decent Bucks teams that I'm sure he grew up watching, but this has been a long time coming for anybody that grew up in that area. And uh, just because he signed a pretty lucrative deal with the Arizona Cardinals in the offseason, it's fun that he was rooting for the Suns up until this point. But if he gets a hall pass from me, it's right now, if your team's in the finals. Yeah, I mean, and the only team that's not an Arizona Cardinal that I were, that I even remotely think about is the Oakland Athletics. That's it. That's the only one that I care about. If Kyler continues to wear that that Oakland A's hat, it's just a total troll job from a smart dude who doesn't care, and that's awesome. But it's also it's like ugh, like you just don't you just don't want to be reminded that that's a possibility that his high school girlfriend might come back and snake him away at some point. Yeah, uh, I don't think his high school girlfriend's going to make him rich beyond his wildest dreams and pay him upwards of forty million dollars. Like Kyler. maybe he likes riding buses. Maybe he likes riding buses. No, no, no. seatbelt. You can feel like a rebel. Who knows? Kyler Murray, uh, I think he's going to be entrenched as the Arizona Cardinals for the uh, foreseeable future. We'll obviously get into... I want to start because it is silly list season. We've got a couple uh, lists where some Arizona Cardinals showed up and they didn't show up, but where they could potentially end up in 2022 on the next you know, list. Uh, this one's from ESPN.com. Of course, we got to make sure ESPN.com was the one that put this list out. Got to make sure we put that out there here on Locked On Cardinals. Um, we've got uh, Larry Fitzgerald last night. So right before the Suns tipped off in Game One of the NBA Finals. By the way, check out Brendan Clean, Locked On Phoenix Suns, on the Locked On Podcast Network. What Great a wild stuff. ride! I know. What a wild ride he must be on. I hope we're on the same sim- like a similar ride this football season. It, it would yeah. be as far as what the expectations are for the Suns and what the expectations are for the Cardinals right now. They're very similar preseason. Now, as far as executing and shocking the world, that that's a completely different different story. That it's almost it's a nearly impossible story to go from you know not even in the postseason after an eight no bubble performance to second best record in the entire league to a finals appearance and probably going to win the finals. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but you know, I'm saying what Suns and five. Suns and four is the fun is the is the is the the trendy thing to say, but let's be realistic. I think the Bucks gonna get at least one at home. Yeah, and right now we are mirroring with the Phoenix Suns. If the Phoenix Suns win the championship, they will have sixty-seven total wins on the season, and we are sixty-seven days away from Week One of Arizona <laughs> Cardinals football. So this could be the baton passing right. slowly during the relay race from basketball to football. If and or when the Suns take care of it. If you ever, if you at any point during any day during the summer, like how many days until Cardinals football? Just follow. Ask me. Just look at Clancy's corner. Look at his timeline. He's got a he's got a running clock, a countdown. So last night, before they tipped, it was the match with Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson, Aaron Rodgers, and Bryson DeChambeau, and they played an amazing course in Montana. And I, I didn't know Fitz was going to be a part of the broadcast, but you know Arizona sports was well represented with Chuck Charles Barkley and Larry Fitzgerald kind of being on the broadcast team. Um, did we? We'll get it. Let's let's debate this next. Discuss this next. Did we just see Larry Fitzgerald already embark on his next career 
Or is he coming back for one more? We'll get into it. It's Bo, it's Alex, it's Locked on Cardinals. Make sure you're liking this video on YouTube, you're subscribing. We're already seeing our YouTube subscribers go up, but we want to continue to see it rise. We appreciate each and every person that tunes in, interacts with us on social media. Be sure to check out all the great content from yesterday's podcast with Jason Moore and the Fantasy Footballers. It's Locked on Cardinals coming up next. Did we watch Larry Fitz embark on his next career? All right, we saw the Suns. They took out the Bucks last night, dominating fashion. They covered. It was a, I think at one point it gotten down to five. So if you got in on that or five and a half, it was more than enough for them to cover game one of the NBA Finals. If you didn't get in on that action, you have action to get the Suns at five and a half for game two on Thursday. And just go to bet online. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season also in full swing. You can track all that. Bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL. You've got a McGregor fight coming up against Dustin Poirier. That's at the on Saturday. You can get action on that before the next pitch. Tip basketball, dropped hockey puck. Bet online. Hit it up on your laptop, your cell. Check out all the great sporting news. Sign-up bonuses and contest information. I said sign-up bonuses right now. If you go to betonline.ag on your mobile device or your computer, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you're a bad better like Alex, this is the best way to build your stack without having to spend any of your own cash. You put in 100 bucks, you get $50 free to help build your stack, or in Alex's case, just blow. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, back here on Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You want to join the conversation, you could do it while we live stream each and every morning right around 9.30 Arizona time. Uh, you can get in the chat. We'll usually answer your questions. If you have them, we'll uh, just comment. You, like, you're part of the podcast. If you're just listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review, leave a rating, what you like, what you dislike about the show. We appreciate anything you can give us. Uh, so yesterday, I mentioned Larry Fitzgerald. He was on the broadcast for the match. Bryson DeChambeau, uh, not, I mean, expe- what I expected as far as uh, personality from him, not much. Just a guy that was just out there hitting absolute bombs at 7,500 feet in elevation. I was pretty surprised at how good a golfer Aaron Rodgers was. He was hitting yeah. some absolute just seeds. And then you have uh, Tom Brady struggle a little bit. Phil Mickelson, he's an absolute treasure as far as these events uh, the insight, the behind-the-scenes kind of conversation that you want, Phil Lefty provides that. But on the broadcast was Fitz. Fitz, obviously an avid golfer, loves to hit the links. He's a regular as far as the Waste Management Phoenix Open Pro-Am. Always out there, teeing it up and talking about golf. Uh, but he was in the, in the broadcast booth. Did we? Was that a little glimpse? Did he already embarked on his his next career? Is, is he done? It was... Was that it? Was th- was this just kind of not the beginning of the end, but was this just kind of all right? I'm gonna just quietly move into the broadcast booth from my playing career, and this is it. You're gonna make me look like the bad guy here. No, I mean gonna I'm gonna. Make gonna me I'm, I'm, we're just having a conversation about it, I and mean, I think we kind of ripped off the bandaid what uh, last week with Johnny Venerable when we had a tough conversation about Fitz I mean, and where he's how he not fit good. in. He was not good as far as um, last season. As far as what? <laughs> as far as his production last season? As you- far as him sitting at a desk. I mean, it's difficult because the cards are stacked against him when you have Chuck there. 
I mean, Shaq's not like when Shaq started on inside the NBA, he wasn't the most, even though Shaq is a big kid still, he still was a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved. And then, you know, as he eased in with him and Chuck and, you know, him and Ernie, Ernie's one of the greatest table centers on the planet for, for hosting shows. Um, Fitz just, he didn't seem disengaged. He just, he's just a quiet dude, you know? Yeah. And he sat in both thought that it was Larry's twin brother because he <laughs> shaved his beard off. And Bo had a very funny tweet about that. I'll let you talk about that because all of all men that have had beards have been in the situation that Bo, uh, you know, forecasted Fitz was in before going on, going on the show. He just wasn't good. And it's fine. I mean, he's brand new at it. You know, like it's, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a career in broadcasting after one of the smartest dudes that we've seen in the game. Like, it's just, he's got all of the pieces to do it. Just got to see if he put together and do it on on a regular basis. You know, he's not Tony Romo right out of the gates where you're just like, wow, this guy, there's something to it. And I'm, I'm going to love just kind of listening to his insight week in and week out. Like it's going to be a work in progress. No doubt about it. If it's something that he wants to pursue, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was shook. I mean, I turned on the broadcast. First off, I, like I said, I didn't expect Fitz to be in part of this broadcast. And then I see him, I'm like, what? What is going, what is, what is, <laughs> there's something off about Larry Fitzgerald. You're right, evil twin, or maybe he's the good twin because usually the evil one has a beard. But we've seen a bearded Larry Fitz for a long time, and he was just clean shaven. I mean, he was smoother than my newborn baby at the, as far as his face is concerned. And it was just, it was, it threw me off. Like, there, there's two people that have thrown me off that much when they've shaved, clean shaven for a first time in a long time. Myself, when I look at myself <laughs> yeah. in the mirror, and I'm like, well, who the hell is that? And where the hell did my chin go? <laughs> but then Larry Fitz, Larry Fitz, I mean, and then, so my 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 guess about what happened, yeah. and we've all been there, yeah. and it's a very humbling experience, is you just take it too close and you've ruined the whole beard. There's, you've gone past the point of no return. You, you you trimmed it too close, and the only way, like there's no way that you could cover up that that boo boo. So you just you got to go back down to the down to the surface. It's That's like a it oh, damn it, screw it. It's <laughs> yeah. very quick. Oh yeah, it's a very quick progression. And if you think about it afterwards, you always say, "Why did I do that?" Yep. I could have made it work. It would have been shorter, but I could have made it work. But, I need to cover up my face. I'm a very ugly person. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I'm not going outside for a month. Right. What am I going to do? And then, so yeah, yeah. I, I understand. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this is why I grow a beard. This is this. Yeah. I should have. Yeah. But uh, years, look, this is why this is here. I will say this, though. Clean shaven is way better than a goatee or whatever the other options are, or like a soul patch. But Larry Fitz, it, it had me shook. And, um, as far as his performance on the broadcast, yeah, there was. They had a, a President Obama come on there, and he was part of that conversation. There was one moment that stood out to me in particular, where I'm just like, "Yeah, this isn't. There's not much to it, and it also provides insight as far as uh, you know the in-game leadership from Larry Fitzgerald, and I think where J.J. Watt can help things out. Where Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady were down, I think three holes with four to go. And they were going to take one hole pretty easily to, to knock it down to two. <clears throat> and Phil was asking, he, he asked Larry Fitzgerald for, you know, inspiring words. What would you say at this moment? If you, it like, and he was kind of using the analogy of football. And Larry Fitzgerald was like, oh, we just got to take it one play at a time. 
and we just got to focus and be hyper focused in one play at a time. It was very, it was like a very cliche thing. Like you know, it's not wrong, but it's not going to rally the troops. And I and I just think that's probably. I mean that that sounds about right. I mean here's Phil Mickelson who's won six majors, and then there's Larry Fitzgerald who's he he had the go ahead score for the Arizona Cardinals in the touchdown against the Steelers before uh, Santonio San Holmes allegedly toe tapped for the uh, the game winning st- score. But, uh, you know, as far as he's been in big moments, so I don't doubt that he hasn't been there before. But I don't know. It wasn't like there there was nothing there that I heard from his what he, he thought Phil should have approached that or him and Tom Brady, the final few holes that was like, oh, that's that's pretty profound. Yeah. I mean, you don't expect it. It's fine. We see it. We hear it in interviews and everything. He's a yeah. genuine dude. He just, yeah. you know, I mean, he's smart. He just doesn't, you know, the cliches are a thing. It's It's not abnormal for athletes what what got me more was when did phil mickelson become the cool uncle yeah i don't know you know like he went from nerd nod like the nod he used to do that used to piss me off when he would walk up 18 and do that weird nod to the crowd just wave just wave you got arms bro just wave (laughs) and then he did the long sleeve shirt during the summer yeah at the players championship button all the way to the top where he's sweating his his keister off, and then he loses fifty pounds and he becomes the cool uncle. I know. Like I I don't understand the transformation. Uh, it's magical because it could be borderline like nerdy and like okay, you're trying too hard, but it's not. Yeah. He's funny. Like I I get it. Uh, I don't know. That that's what I that was my biggest takeaway from yesterday. Phil is um if you're concerned about the Arizona Cardinals and their inability to kind of get to the top of the mountain. And I know this is that was a weird transition, but like Phil was a guy that was known for not being able to win the big one. And he finally did, and now he's got six majors under his belt. It's pretty crazy. It's like the Masters, I remember that where he yeah. jumped up in the air and with his with both of his hands, you know. You could slide two sheets of paper, two sh- sheets of just print <laughs> yeah. paper underneath his feet. That's how high 7-inch vertical. Yeah, it was not high. It was not Marco Wilson and his uh, his his pro day for Florida. I, I yeah, I just I here's what I think about Larry Fitzgerald. Was the performance humbling to maybe keep him in his day job as an NFL player? Maybe. I think yeah. he's already made his mind up, though, at this point. You think he's done? Yeah. I think that his he could still be leaning towards retiring. And when July hits, when training camp hits. I think he could still be lured back to the field. I don't think that that's out of the question. Like we could yeah, t- today, his mind could be retirement. I still think that as far as he's done this seventeen years, he doesn't he doesn't need training camp. You know, I, if the Cardinals are like, look, AJ Green, he's going to be a, a decent piece, but we need to add you back into our passing attack. What do you say? Here's three and a half million dollars. Yeah, I, I maybe, but Bo, like, remember, and we've talked about this a lot, that the, the seesaw was level when they were losing, but he got all the targets. They were losing. He scored all the touchdowns. Now, if you could guarantee they'd win 12 games, he'd come back because he's not going to be, he's going to be an ancillary piece and not a focal one, at least on the field numbers wise. But if you're going to tell him, hey, you're going to be the third option, maybe, depending on what Rondell Moore does, and you're not, and, and they're going to win nine games and maybe miss the playoffs, what's in it for him? Like, yes, team player, sure. He's been paid very handsomely to be the team player, to be the leader of the Arizona Cardinals. Right. 
He's gotten overpaid the last three years. He just has. At least. 18, 19, 20. He's been overpaid. 11, yeah. He's been overpaid, in my opinion. Yeah, because he was... Give him four mil yeah. and have him be a backup dancer and not an integral part of this offense. It's, Does it's, he want to do that? It, exactly. And that's what it's going to come down to. It's like, look, you can still... You could probably make more money being you know a, a guy down on her depth chart but yeah. do you want to do that do you want to potentially see your consecutive game streak with a catch end at 256 because it, it, that's that's a, that's fully a possibility right out of the gates like he could go to Tennessee right. and not see a ball thrown his way not even see a target just the way uh the Arizona Cardinals receiver room even though there's there's Nook and then there's everybody else it's just a crowded room but uh you know, th- does he want to go through any any type of gearing up for a season? Does he want to go through the rigors of you know practice every day? And does he want to have to vie f- for that? But at the other on the other side of this, you get to see this through potentially as far as the rebuild. All those futile years, futile years, that it, it all was for this another chance at glory and tasting the play- playoffs again. And that's nothing is 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 a given. But do you want to give it one last go? That's up to Larry Fitzgerald. We're up against it. We have a list that we want to get into. The Arizona Cardinals, Chandler Jones, finally getting the respect he deserves. And then uh, glimpse into the future, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, we could have a, a duo that grace the list going forward for the next couple of years. We'll tell you what that is. It's all coming up. It's Locked On Cardinals. Alex, It's we talk about it each and every day, it seems like. Yes. But uh, it's the best-tasting protein bar on the market of course we're talking about built bar and right now there's three limited time flavors not just like your nine og flavors you can always hang your hat on but you've got the uh mint grasshopper right which is basically a mint uh, cookie that you can get from the girl scouts but it's in a protein bar form and then you also have orange alex's favorite and then of course strawberry they're delicious and you don't have to cut any corners as far as nutrition is concerned you get up to uh, anywhere between 130 and 180 calories. Just four to five grams of net carbs, four to five grams fat, and uh, you know you get that uh, 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. It's perfect. Right now, if you're on the fence about it, get a mixed box. See which ones you like. They're basically candy bars disguised as protein bars. It's fantastic. BuiltBar.com. Locked15 gets you 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. I like what uh, Red Sea said. Larry Fitz without a beard looks just as strange as the uh, as him not at OTAs. That's that's a good point. It's been a long time, but also there was incentive every single time that Larry Fitzgerald showed up to OTAs, and that was he make a couple. He makes six figures every time he would show up. Just about that's the way it was entered into his contract. Let's get into the uh, let's get into these this list so espn is starting their their silly list season and it's a little bit better than pro football focus because pro football focus would kind of just go right off they just go straight off their rating system right it's pro football focus what their ratings were they wouldn't they wouldn't vary from that they would they would not shy away from that unless they were talking about arizona cardinals and it was just a different story um they ranked the top Defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen, Aaron Donald, of course, the top spot. No, Arizona Cardinal was on that list. Um, as far as edge rushers, this was the other day. Your top edge rusher in the NFL, according to ESPN, was Miles Garrett. TJ Watt, JJ's brother, the Pittsburgh Steelers, was number two. 
Joey Bosa of the L.A. Chargers was number three. Khalil Mack of the Bears was number four. And then a very surprising Chandler Jones was five, but he's down from his last year's ranking of number two. I mean, you take it, right? He missed the whole season. Yeah, no doubt about it. No. I mean, this is people actually watch football, you know, and not just go by grades or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, this is good. Um, I'm excited to hear where Nick Bosa felt because I know that you're going to beam like a shining light with that. But this is kind of where he should be. Yeah. You know, right around there. I know that he's he's been undervalued his whole career. We know this. This isn't a homer take. I mean, he's been statistically the best pass rusher since he's come to Arizona. Is that right, sack-wise, still? Oh, yeah. I, it probably dropped off after yeah, last year. Going he's into number last two. Year. Yeah, he's number two, but yeah, since so going 2016. going to last year, obviously, he had one sack uh, last year. But, yeah, I mean – this is probably where he should be going into his 30th, you know, year on this earth. And uh, in a contract year, maybe that bumps him up a little bit. Maybe J.J. Watt coming in bumps him up a little bit where, you know, you see people ball out during their contract years. Right. So we could see some very special things from Chandler Jones, especially with the upgrade with J.J. Watt. Hopefully an upgrade in linebacker um, bringing in, you know, obviously Zayvon Collins. So we'll see what happens. It. Uh, I mean, you say people ball out in their contract year, but then there is the Patrick Petersons of the world where they just have okay years, right? And it's tough to kind of, when you go to the negotiation table one last time, it's tough to kind of figure out like, okay, what are we going to get? And Chandler Jones hopefully won't leave any doubt and he'll he'll really make the case for himself for one more big deal, you know, post the big 3-0. You mentioned Nick Bosa, who uh, we've seen very high on a bunch of lists because he's just like a analytical darling, um, but here's a guy that he's only played in one full season in the last three, going back to Ohio State where he had the core injury that he had surgery on, and they tore his ACL. So, But then he had nine and a half sacks in his rookie season, but he was also playing on a defense that had DeForest Buckner that made things a lot easier for the pass rushers to get to the quarterback. So whatever, Nick Bosa, I think they're still giving him respect as a top 10 guy. I still need to see more from Nick Bosa. Just as much as a lot yeah. of people want to see more from, from Kyler Murray, the top pick in that draft, I, I still right. need to see more for, from Nick Bosa. Uh, a guy who was picked one selection after Kyler Murray, who's never sacked Kyler Murray in, what, three appearances, three games against each other? But um, now today's list was the linebacker, the off-ball linebacker list. And of course, like no Arizona Cardinal is going to be on that, right? But look... Here's what I the Arizona Cardinals could have two players on this list going forward for the foreseeable future. And I'm talking, of course, about the pretty linebackers, according to Cliff Kingsbury. Saban Collins, your first round pick this past offseason, and then the previous offseason, Isaiah Simmons. And I see two guys that you want to emulate. One's the top spot on this list, Devin Smith, who I think that uh I'm sorry, Devin White from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that I think Isaiah Simmons could be Devin White. And then you've got uh, Levante Davis a little bit further down the rankings. I believe he's fifth on this list. That's who Zayvon Collins can kind of emulate. I mean, if, if you have the next Devin's, Devin White, Devante David, Levante David in your locker room and they're you know 22 and 23 years old respectively, that's exciting. But there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of development that needs to happen. Yeah, and uh, I can appreciate the Levante David, obviously – uh, Devin White's been a beast, and he's really coming to his own in his second year uh, last year. Um, I'm a Bobby Wagner guy. 
Yeah. And I'm starting to become a Fred Warner guy. Sweet mother. If the Cardinals can somehow keep up in the arms race of off-ball linebacker in, in the NFC West, they'll be able to slowly inch towards the leader of the NFC West. I mean, having two of the best in division, having to play them four times collectively a year, uh, it's difficult when they're when they're able to do everything they do. I think Fred Warner was a third-round pick also. Yeah. Um, so being first-round picks with Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins – uh, adds a little bit more pressure, but we'll see. I mean, well, we're going to find out right away five, this year. Wasn't he? Devin, doesn't... Yeah, top five or top seven? Yeah, because yeah. it was Devin Bush. Oh, no. Devin Bush was 10th. Pittsburgh traded up for Devin Bush. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to need to... This is going to be it. We're going to find out pretty quickly if Isaiah Simmons is an NFL ball player or not this year. Former Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator Todd Bowles is somebody that uh, hopefully Vance Joseph is keeping, you know, watching a lot of game film on and how to deploy his young linebackers. But look, to say that they can just go out there and 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 play the role of Levante David and, and Devin White, that's just too easier said than done. Like, it's going to take some... There, there's going to be more more Raheem Mozart's 71 yards to the house uh, between them uh, getting to that point where they're going to be regarded, hopefully, as one of the best linebacker duos in the NFL. We continue our lists tomorrow. I, I want to look ahead because in the next couple days and weeks, ESPN is going to release this, like quarterback rankings, wide receiver rankings. I want to try to predict where – some key members of the Arizona Cardinals are going to land. But that's going to come up, of course, uh, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Cardinals, along with a throwdown Thursday. That's headed your way. I highly recommend you check out our interview with Jason Moore of the Fantasy Footballers. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to this podcast. Review us, rate us on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate everything you can give us. For Alex Clancy, follow him on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow me, Bo Brock, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and follow the podcast at Lockdown Cardinals. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.